Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Remain focused and be productive, but they're only as good as whether you use them or not, right? And if you use them the right way. So there's a lot of useful things out there, but ultimately it, it comes down to us taking that action. Things might point us in the right direction, but we're the ones that have to take the steps forward. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hello, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Ash Patel and I'm with today's guest, Dallin Schultz. Dallin is joining us from Phoenix, Arizona. He is the founder of Rev Equity Group, which focuses on apartments and self-storage assets. Dallin's portfolio consists of $6.5 million, and he is also the host of a multi-state meetup. Dallin, thank you for joining us, and how are you today? Uh, I'm excited to be on this call. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's our pleasure. Dallin, before we get started, can you give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yeah. So I guess a little bit about my background. I didn't start in real estate. I don't think a lot of us have. If you talk to most people that are actively involved, they transitioned from something. In my case, it was the medical field. I actually have a bachelor's in nursing and I worked two years full-time in an emergency room and, and in a cardiac unit. And long story short, I didn't find that safe and secure job that I thought I would find in the medical field through some personal things that I went through. And I realized I had to change my path. I wanted something different that could provide me the stability and the ability to really grow. And so that's kind of what sparked my desire in real estate. Started listening to podcasts, read that purple book. We've all read it, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And two weeks later, we bought our first fourplex without any of our own money. And a few months later, we bought our second one. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. So about a little over two years ago, I left the medical field completely and I've been doing real estate full time. Your very first real estate purchase was a fourplex with no money out of pocket. Correct. So you took all of that knowledge to the extreme and applied it. How'd you do that? You had no experience. How do you convince somebody to give you money when you have no track record? In this case, I didn't have any experience or knowledge. Like I'm telling you, I listened to some podcasts, read the book, knew what I wanted and figured out a way to make it happen. I learned as I went. And in this case, we started with friends and family. It's usually one of the easiest places to start when you're looking for investor capital because they know you. 
And fortunately for me, one of our family members had been involved in real estate for a long time. So he became what I would consider my first mentor. And that was my grandfather. And, and at his busiest time, he owned about 300 units and my father actually managed them. So I grew up around real estate, but I was doing all the dirty work. I was doing all the maintenance and the roofing in summers in New York, cleaning toilets, sink drains. That was my vision of real estate. I'm like, yeah, no, this not for me. So that's why I transitioned into the medical field. But coming full circle, when we did gain that interest, I reached out to my grandfather and said, hey, there's this property we found. The seller wants to do a carry back. And we were able to pick it up at 50,000 a door. So 200 for the property. The seller only wanted 25,000 down. And then he was going to carry the remaining 175. So that 25,000 down is what we presented to my grandfather at the time. And we worked out a short-term five-year loan that we would pay monthly off onto the side. So looking back, it was kind of scary because we're hundred percent leveraged on this deal. And I didn't know what I was doing. And if I knew what I knew now, I don't know that I would have done it, (laughs) but you don't know what you don't know. And I wanted to get into the game. So we made it happen. and, And that deal ended up working out great for us. Was your dad and grandfather unhappy when you went into the medical field because they lost their go-to labor guy? No, it was summer work for me throughout high school. But no, my parents and immediate family have always been supportive of whatever it was I wanted to do. And I had these grand visions of specializing in the medical field and becoming a nurse and ethicist, making a few hundred thousand a year. And then I would start my real estate career. That was my mindset, if you will. And after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I realized... I don't need to wait. I can start now and there's creative ways and opportunities. You just need to go out and find them. So that first deal, I called up a previous landlord that owned a fourplex. My wife and I, when we were first married, actually lived in one of the units. And I called her up and I said, hey, are you looking to sell? And she's like, I'm not, but the guy next to me is. So she gave me his number. I call him and a week later we were under contract. And then how did you progress beyond that? So a couple months later, we bought a second one. We told the local agent there, hey, we're in the game. We're looking to buy and purchased it very similar way as the first one. And then we attended a large multifamily conference out in Texas. That was a few months after our first deal and never been to a conference in my life and attended that. And that's when I was introduced to the idea of syndication and buying these larger properties and coming together as a team. And that resonated with me. I remember heading home after that conference almost in a depression. Cause this time I was six to nine months into my nursing career. I spent years and thousands of dollars getting that degree and I wanted to be done. I wanted to be done with it. So we attended that and then we pushed pause on purchasing properties just because at that time I realized I really had to get into the education and build a strong foundation. So it took about a year attending conferences, networking, joining mentorship groups. And I'm so glad I did. The most value I got out of any of that was probably the relationships that I built along the way. And then that led us into some of our current deals that we're actively working on, which is some ground up development of some multifamily and some self-storage assets. And what area is this? And is this in Phoenix? Yeah, just south of Phoenix. It's about halfway between Tucson and Phoenix, actually. How many units are you developing? It's a 30 unit. There's eight existing on the property. And then we have 140 unit. RV and self-storage 
that sits on about two and a half acres that we're developing right next door to that. So the opportunity just kind of came as a package deal and we decided to go for it. And it is our first development deal. So we didn't want to take on something too large that we didn't feel like we could handle. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. I'd like to introduce you to my good friends over at PassiveInvesting.com, a private equity real estate firm based out of the Carolinas. PassiveInvesting.com makes it easy for you to start investing in real estate. They focus on acquiring institutional quality apartments and self-storage facilities with private accredited investor funds. They also have a real estate debt fund that offers hard money loans to local fix and flippers across the U.S., which currently has a 0% default rate. With a portfolio of over $700 million in assets and controlling over $250 million in equity, they know how to secure the best deals and how to avoid the red flags. If you are interested in learning more, please reach out directly to PassiveInvesting.com and request the free Passive investor guide that outlines the seven red flags for passive apartment and self-storage investing. Visit PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags to download that PDF now. That's PassiveInvesting.com forward slash red flags. Mark your calendars for the best ever conference February 24th through 26th back in person at the Gaylord Rockies Convention Center. Join the experienced community and phenomenal speakers for a weekend of learning the best commercial real estate strategies building relationships, and quite frankly, having a lot of fun. As a bonus, once you purchase your ticket, you are put into a mini mastermind group to start making connections with other commercial real estate investors immediately. You can get 15% off right now with the code BEC15 at besteverconference.com. That's the code BEC15 for 15% off at besteverconference.com. Here, let me play devil's advocate. So you just bought a couple fourplexes. You educated yourself for a year, you learned about syndication, and now you're developing. What makes you confident that you're going to be able to pull this off? Our team. team. Yeah, 100%. Like I said, over that last year, as we were reading books, podcasts, attending conferences, but it's really the relationships that are key and critical. And I, and I think anyone can can speak to that. Finding the right relationships, people with more experience than you, and then coming together. So in this situation, I've been doing all the heavy lifting, all the leg work. I've been going to the town meetings, planning and zoning, meeting with the city council, reaching out to the contractors, reaching out to the engineers, architect. That's kind of been my role. And then some of our partners involved on this deal, one of them already owns an RV storage facility and the other one has developed some multifamily. So that's how we came together. How did you build this team? How did you identify your partners? I guess it started with common interests, like through our networking, we we found out experiences, what each of us was good at, what we were willing to do, what we needed to make it happen, and just kind of presented the idea and we, we kind of pieced it together. And somebody has development experience on this team? Correct. Awesome. Are you raising money for this deal as well, Dallin? This one, we may not have to, actually. There's someone we connected with. We were going to go the traditional financing route. But we've, through our network and connecting with people, we have someone that's open to potentially funding the entire project, which is about a six and a half million dollar project. So we'll see. <laughs> would that be a joint venture or would that Correct. be more of a syndicate? Okay. So that, yeah, that'd be a, yeah, that'd be a JV model. Okay. Awesome. What else is on your plate? So development's great. I don't know if the listeners will see our videos or not, but I, I don't have much hair. 
and I, I did 12 months ago before we started this. I, I kind of looked like you, Ash. So development, it's challenging, but there's a lot to learn from it as well. And it's a much longer process. There's a lot of things that are out of our control. For example, we were ready to submit one of our major site plans for one of the projects a few months ago, but it's a smaller town and the supervisor that made sure all these things got through the city quit. He left. They were just being overwhelmed. He was asking for help. They wouldn't give it. So he left. So the planning and zoning meetings for the next three months were just canceled. We had everything ready to go, but it was completely out of our control. So things like that happen. It comes up in development and you talk to anyone that's gone through it and they'll often say, yeah, whatever you think it's going to take, you double it. So as we've been going through this for the last year, it's been an awesome learning experience, but we need to cover our overhead. We need to generate operating capital. So we decided to pivot and focus more on the value add play. So we're currently looking 100 units plus Phoenix, New Mexico. We have a couple LOIs out and we're just actively offering on those deals just to get something moving a little bit quicker. And then the development will work out when it works out. RV sales have gone through the roof over the last year or two. And you're in Phoenix, so you're in a hot weather state. What is it that people are looking for? Just covered RV parking or do they want indoor? At this point, they're looking for anything. There's not enough out there. So the storage development that we're working on due to setbacks in the area, we can only do part of it covered. And all we're doing is a large metal canopy. You will find complete enclosed garage storage units here. You'll find everything in Phoenix, but here, and and I'm sure in a lot of places with a lot of subdivisions and cities, the HOAs don't want you parking campers in your front yard, in the backyard. They don't want that. So RV storage and boat storage and contractor full park trailers, there's a a huge demand for it just because we all live in these cookie cutter neighborhoods, suburb type homes, right? So yeah, there's definitely a demand for it. HOAs don't want RVs in your driveway, but municipalities don't want RV parks as well, right? How do you get by with that? So this isn't an RV park. It's just storage. Okay. There's no hookups. It's not a campground. It's nothing like that. This is just, hey, we need somewhere to park our RV before we take it out on the weekend. Is that a challenge for zoning, getting that approved? No, it's very common. In this particular case, it was already zoned for what we needed. So we didn't have to go through a rezoning process or anything. Your ground up development that you're doing, what's your goal when you go to these planning and zoning meetings? And what advice would you give the best ever listeners if they're doing development? How do they efficiently navigate through the zoning process? One of the best things we did early on is we contacted the city. We contacted the supervisor and in larger cities, you'll actually do a a pre-application, pre-authorization. And you basically present to the city like, Hey, this is what we're looking to build. This is what we're wanting to do. And they'll say, yeah, that should fit given this information. Let's move forward with it. In this case with a smaller town, they don't do that, but we went to the planning and zoning meetings a few months prior to us submitting our plans because we wanted to get to know the board members. We want to get to know some of the city council, some of the supervisors. So we went there and just shook hands, spoke to them face-to-face, introduced who we were and and what we were looking to do. So we were able to build that relationship. And because of that, prior to our meeting, our initial plan, they actually counseled us and helped us be able to maximize 
the land and actually get more units, which is going to generate more revenue than what we were initially projecting. So I'd say if there's anything you can do, connect with the city prior to that first meeting, shake hands with the people and get to know them. Great advice. In terms of raising capital, what are some of your best kept secrets? That's a good question. Some of my best kept secrets. I don't have any. Gosh, I'd say be yourself, be genuine. People want to invest with you because they know, like, and they trust you. And a quote that I remind myself of quite frequently is be yourself because everyone else is already taken. There's certain attributes or certain personality traits that you have that's going to enable you to connect with certain people. And you have to be okay knowing that not everyone's going to say yes. In fact, most people are probably going to say no, but have confidence in yourself, your personality, your traits, the strengths that you can bring to a team and get to know people, be genuine, be yourself, and you're going to connect with the right people. And you'll start attracting those types of people that want to do deals with you. And those are the ones that you typically decide to work with. And since you left the medical field, what's the hardest lesson you've learned? Being my own boss, especially being a registered nurse, you show up to work, you're assigned the patients that you have for that shift, and you have a list of here they are, here are their medications, this is when they're due, and here's your assessment, and you got to chart all of it. So I'm not sitting here saying that you don't have to critically think because you absolutely do in the medical field, especially when, when conditions and people can change so quickly, but all I had to do was show up to work and it was basically spelled out for me. Once I left that, nobody was telling me what I had to do. So learning to prioritize, effectively manage my time, determine what is the best use of my time today or in this hour and what's actually going to move the needle. That's one thing that completely blindsided me when I transitioned into this space but I've grown to really, really enjoy it and appreciate it and the challenges and, and always trying to fine tune what it is that I need to do to get to that next level. We'll get back to the show in a few minutes, but first some sponsors I'm confident you'll get some value in learning more about. How are you doing on your goals this year, whether it's planning for your goals or whether it's executing on those goals? I imagine one of them has to do with financial freedom, taking control of your finances. And I can tell you that is a possibility with the next one to three years. Using a proven system created by my friend, Michael Blanc. He's got the program Deal Maker Mentoring. Here are some of his students who have been in the program and what they've accomplished. Melanie McDaniel, she closed her first 24-unit joint venture deal and is now pivoting to become full-time in the industry. Within five months of joining, Cheryl Groovy from Atlanta, she had a 34-unit deal under contract. And she partnered with two other deal maker mentoring students, and together they raised seven hundred thousand dollars. And Brian Briscoe, he said thanks to deal maker mentoring, he had the opportunity to accelerate his timeline and go after much bigger deals than he would have on his own. If you are ready to commit to achieving your dreams this year, and you've been thinking about getting into multifamily, well, text the word Joe to six six eight six six. Again, that's the word Joe. You know how to spell my name, right? J O E to 66866. Do it right now while it's fresh on your mind and let's get you started with your own syndication business. Deals and money. We are constantly seeking deals and money as real estate investors and I bet you're having a challenge right now, especially with deals. 
if you're like most real estate investors because it's tough to find deals right now. But here's the thing. There's a competitive advantage out there that when implemented, it will help you accomplish your objective of getting more deals and or getting more investors. And that is having a great follow-up system. Having a great follow-up is one of the keys to success in real estate. And follow-up boss is the leading CRM for real estate. This is the system you need in place so you can reach out to owners and brokers directly for deals or you can follow up with your investors and you do it all in one spot. The CRM makes it 10 times faster to call and text owners then integrates those into a software so nothing slips through the cracks. The follow-up boss conversion system and powerful management tools help align your methods and drive growth that otherwise it could have been missed and probably would have been missed. Go to followupboss.com forward slash best ever to get a system in place. And if you need help, they got you covered. Follow up boss offers experts seven days a week. You can pick up the phone and speak to an actual human being anytime during business hours. Visit followupboss.com forward slash best ever to check out how much time you could save by streamlining your follow up process. Best ever listeners, they're treating you extra special. You get an extended 30 day free trial, twice the length of the normal trial for a limited time. Go to follow followupboss.com forward slash best ever and perfect your follow-up. What are some of those things that helped you? Because a lot of people are in your shoes where they transition from a career to full-time in real estate and it's hard. You have this entire day in front of you. You've got a bunch of work to do, but then you also have squirrel syndrome. So how do you stay on track? How do you stay focused? What's helped you? And that's hard. And, and we'll often find ourselves keeping really busy but then a month goes by and we're like, what the hell did we just accomplish over the last month? And that's what you need to try to avoid. And one of the best tools that I've implemented, it's actually the time management matrix from Stephen R. Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. So I won't go into depth with it. I'll introduce it, but you basically create these quadrants of things that are important, not important, urgent, non-urgent, and you prioritize your tasks and what you need to do. So that's really helped me focus on, okay, these are the tasks that are actually going to move the needle. This is the stuff that's most important. And quite often, it's the stuff that we don't want to do. And that's why we avoid it. And so we do other little tasks because it makes us feel good and we feel productive, but it doesn't move the needle. So that's helped a lot. And that's probably one of the biggest things is just having that time management matrix and just prioritizing your time. If I don't schedule it, it's not going to happen. If it's not in my calendar, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Another thing that helped me was having that pyramid where on the top is dark green, then it's light green, yellow, orange, red. And it's basically a money pyramid. What tasks are going to make you the most money? I should be implementing that. In theory, it's great, but I just need to be a little bit more diligent about it. I host the largest monthly meetup in Arizona, and we talked about this at our meetup last night about tools. We have this time management matrix, this pyramid that you're referring to. There's tons of different apps out there. We have these tools all around us that can help us remain focused and be productive, but they're only as good as whether you use them or not, right? And if you use them the right way. So there's a lot of useful things out there, but it, ultimately it, it comes down to us taking that action. Things might point us in the right direction, but we're the ones that have to take the steps forward. Yeah. Dallin, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? Best ever real estate investing advice ever. 
I feel like this is the moment where I should have a really powerful quote prepared or something. (laughs) Just be you, remember? Yeah, you definitely want to be yourself. But I think naturally, I know for me, I am my own worst critic. And I've realized that typically the only person that we're in competition with is ourself. So if you could continually work on improving yourself, personally, professionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, the real estate investing, the business aspect, it's going to follow suit. If you don't have your your personal life on track, if you don't have yourself together, you're not going to make it professionally. And in this case, and on the show, it's those of us wanting to do real estate investing. So get yourself in check first, I'd say. Yeah, good advice. Dallin, are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Let's do it. Let's do it. Dallin, what's the best ever book you recently read? Hands down, best ever syndication book. That's actually what inspired me to start our meetup here. And now we're taking that meetup to multiple states. So that book talked about establishing the leadership platform. And I know Joe Fairless did the podcast for me. I don't feel like I have a radio show host, but I love hosting events and having that in-person interaction. So that's it. Dallin, what's the best ever way you like to give back? Education and inspiring people. I transitioned. I left my W-2 transitioned into kind of an unknown area. So any way I can share my experiences and challenges and help people experience that mindset change, I go after it. And Dallin, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Best way is email. So they can reach me at Dallin, D-A-L-L-O-N at RevEquityGroup.com. And then they can also follow us on Instagram at Rev Multifamily. That's where we put out some additional content. We have information about our events and it's just a great place to connect with other like-minded people. Awesome, Dallin. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and sharing your story with us. Coming from a family of real estate entrepreneurs, going into the medical field and then coming back into real estate and being very successful doing it. So thank you for sharing your story with us. Yeah, I appreciate being on. Thanks for having me. Yeah, best ever listeners, thank you so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with anyone who you think can benefit from it. Please also follow and subscribe and have a best ever day.